Here's a story from The World. A decade of civil war in Syria failed to topple dictator Bashar al-Assad. The fighting displaced more than half of the country's population. Millions of Syrians fled to neighboring countries or to Europe. Increasingly, though, many nations are encouraging or even forcing Syrians to return. As Duri Baskarin reports from Istanbul, going back to Syria is a dangerous prospect that few want to risk. The cell phone repair shop is lively, located on a bustling street in a largely Syrian district of Istanbul. 23-year-old Mohammed Amar is quieter than the others and dressed more formally. He takes his job here seriously because he knows how hard it is to find one. The pandemic was hard on Syrians in Turkey, Mohammed Amar says. Many work off the books or in the service sector and lost their jobs when people started to stay home. He knows five people who got so desperate they decided to return to Syria, the country they'd fled years ago. Now they regret their decision to go back, and he worries about them. These are the choices that millions of Syrians around the world are wrestling with, from refugee camps in Lebanon to coffeehouses in Denmark, where the Danish government has revoked residence permits for some Syrians because it believes the Syrian capital of Damascus is safe. Marie Forestier, a researcher for Amnesty International in Paris, set out to prove that this is untrue. There has been a tendency to think that the war is over, that some parts of Syria are safe to return, and that refugees can return and go home. But that's premature, as our report shows. In a new report, she followed the cases of 66 Syrians who returned to Syria over the past four years. These returnees, she says, were detained at border checkpoints, interrogated, accused of being terrorists. In one particularly horrific case, she says, a woman and her five-year-old daughter were raped by intelligence officials. We believe that these are not isolated and exceptional cases. People have returned to different areas, going through different border crossings, and they have been abused in uh, different intelligence centers. And these risks don't stop at the border, adds Haya Atasi of the Syrian Association for Citizens' Dignity in Beirut. Young men who return can be pressed into military service. Even routine government services can put you at risk, because all returnees are seen by the Syrian government as traitors to the state. You cannot rebuild your house unless you get a security clearance from the the Syrian intelligence. And when you go and apply for this clearance, they would most probably know that you are a returnee. And so they would detain you. Even in areas not controlled by the Syrian regime, rampant inflation and an economy in tatters has left many unable to afford food and basic necessities. There's also the ever-present threat of violence. Despite all this, 450,000 Syrian refugees have already returned from Turkey, according to the Turkish government. And polls show that Turkish voters would like to see this continue. Selim Kuru is an analyst for the Economic Policy Research Foundation of Turkey, known as TPOF. He says that as Turkey's economy worsens, some workers believe their troubles can be blamed on the new arrivals. When a family comes in from Syria, for example, they'll take jobs even if there's no insurance provided. Even if it's below minimum wage, they don't really mind as, as long as they can feed their family in some way. It's, it's usually better than what they came from. Politicians are capitalizing on these sentiments. Turkey's main opposition leader, Kamal Kılıçdaroğlu, has pledged to facilitate the return of refugees to Syria if his party comes into power. But millions of Syrians continue to carve out a life for themselves abroad. 
In Istanbul, a small Syrian grocery shop is stacked to the ceiling with canned goods. There's jars of jam made out of kiwi, apricot, and cactus fruit, framing a display of marinated olives. Behind the counter, an employee named Hassan says he came to Turkey four years ago. Life here is expensive, and he's never really been able to earn enough to settle down, keeping him always in a state of transition. But he'll never go back. With the foreign militias from Iran, Hezbollah, and Russian forces, Syria is like a giant army base, he says. He can't go there. When I ask him how he feels when Turkish politicians suggest that refugees return to Syria, a customer interrupts him. Tell them it's racism, says Adil, a tour guide operator from Aleppo. He asks not to use his full name because he's worried about repercussions from the Turkish government. Adil is the first person I've met who says he's actively preparing to move back to Syria. He misses those days when he brought tourists to the citadels, the old souks, and the columns of ancient Palmyra. He speaks Turkish and owns a business here, but he's a grandfather now. He wants to be somewhere that feels like home. I want to die with dignity in my own land, he says. Bashar al-Assad is still in power, but he doesn't live in my house. For The World, I'm Dari Buscarin in Istanbul.